You're listening to Fox on the Wire Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode number 56 of Fox on the Wire. I hope you all enjoyed my recent episode with Ashley Naylor from Melbourne's rock trio Even. Getting him on the show was a, a dream come true for me, and uh, it was it was great to be able to sit down with him for a couple of hours and talk about all things music. So if you haven't heard it yet, go back and check it out. It's a great episode, and um, I was really stoked to get him on the show. And today, I'm equally stoked to be able to zoom across to the other side of the world in South Wales. That's South Wales in the UK, not New South Wales, still in Australia, to speak with Foz from the rock band Florence Black. Now, to give you some perspective just how far that is, that's about 17,000 kilometres away. Well, Google tells me a flight from Melbourne to Cardiff, which is pretty close to where the guys are located over there, is about a 25-hour flight. So, yes, I'll be speaking with Foz, who is the bass player in Florence Black. And we get into all things music, of course, and be sure to check out their most recent single, which is a killer song called Bird on a Chain by Florence Black. It's a killer song. And it's what prompted me to reach out and try and get the guys on the podcast. And just a quick reminder before we get into the episode to follow Fox on the Wire at Facebook and Instagram. That's Fox on the Wire at Facebook and Instagram. And I'm trying to build up my YouTube channel and get more video content on there as well. I I chucked up some uh, recent content with Ashley Naylor, which came out pretty cool, I think. So, uh... Without further ado, let's uh, fly across the world to South Wales and speak with Foz from Florence Black. I hope you enjoy. Cheers. All right, uh, Foz from Florence Black, welcome to Fox on the Wire. How you doing? Yo, yo, thanks for having me. I'm very well, thank you. From the other side of the world, where, whereabouts are you? In Wales? Yeah, South Wales, we are. It's, um we're from Merthyr Tidville. It's uh, just like 20 minutes from the capital, Cardiff. Wow. That's crazy that we can uh, we can do this, speak to each other from the other side of the world, different time zones. What do, we've got about a 10-hour difference, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, currently 11 a.m. here, so it's, it's early morning for me. Yeah, so we're 9 p.m. here, so it's... Uh, it's good we can organise this. Um, firstly, congrats on the success of your single "Bird on a Chain," uh, released. Was it towards late last year? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, about late last year, we just wanted to bring um, a single out between our our last EP and uh, you know trying to bridge the the space between uh, our album that's coming out soon as well. So you know, it's just trying to keep the fans happy and. And keep us busy as well, you know. Yeah, it's um, it's had a bit of success by the looks of it. Um, you guys sort of, uh, where was it? You hit number one on the iTunes or the Rock iTunes chart. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which we were like totally unexpected. But yeah. um, it, it just goes to show like the power of, of the fans. And, you know, and how many people get behind you. You, you can, like we thought, to become number one in, in any type of chart, you have to be like a signed band. Yeah. You have to be like massive, you know, like worldwide band or whatever. So um, yeah, it, it was it was a nice surprise, you know. And um, it's still still traveling pretty well by the looks of it um, on Spotify. How many streams roughly are you up to at this stage? It was pretty high when I looked at it last, but uh, what are you up yeah, to now? I, 
I haven't checked in a while, but I know I knew we hit the uh, million milestone, which is another like big thing for us as well, because I think only one other song for us has hit a million streams so far. That's crazy, isn't and, it? Uh, yeah, there's, there's a few that have, that have come close as well. But um, we had we had like um, good backing off of um, Alison Hagendorf. She like helps the the uh, Spotify playlists. So shout out to her, you know, for pushing us. We really appreciate that. Yeah, well, that's um, that's how I discovered you guys. Um, I was trying to think back exactly because it was a few months ago now. But I think a friend of mine uh, shared uh, a song by a different band. Um, and it was like a hard rock playlist, and um, I ended up sort of listening to most of the playlist, and that's when I came across you guys. Um, and I heard, you know, the wah, the the guitar intro, and then the yeah. heavy heaviness of the song kicked in. And then when your singer started singing, I'm like, oh shit, this sounds a bit like. Um, I think it gave me the impression of John Karabi, you know, who um, the replacement singer for Motley Crue on that one album that they did. In uh, all right, no, I don't really know that. I know I'll, yeah. I'll have to listen to that. Yeah, he's got he sort of just reminded me of that similar <clears throat> tone or something, but just a bit maybe yeah. angrier. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I sort of shared that. Uh, I, sh- I shared Bird on a Chain with a couple of friends, and uh, they're like, Yeah, this is really cool because it's not often these days I sort of uh get into new rock music that much. Um, I still listen to a lot of my old favourites, but some of the new stuff that comes out just doesn't really get me, but that one sort of got me, and I think it was, uh, yeah, definitely the wah, and it's got the wah solo as well, so, you know, the yeah. wah always sells me. So, <laughs> yeah, congratulations on a, a great tune. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, like, I, I find that as well, but, like, some most, uh, most of the rock that comes out today doesn't really, like, hit that level of, of of power like that they used to have like maybe in like the new metal days and like the grunge days you know that big powerful voice yep but like fair play to Tristan our singer you know he's well we've been going on for about 10 years now and and he's been in different bands before that as well so he's been singing like you know probably about 20 years yeah and uh yeah fair play to him like he's he is a good singer (laughs) Yeah, he's sort of got the whole the whole thing going on there. I mean, you guys are yeah. only a three piece, but it's it's a massive sound. He's a killer guitarist. I'm assuming he writes the lyrics and stuff as well. Uh, yeah, he, he writes like uh, I'd say about eighty percent of the songs. You know, he, he comes up with the riffs, the melodies, and like you know the, the pretty much idea of of the structure of the songs. Yeah, and then me and Perry just come in and you know give our opinions on parts and you know say oh what about this, what about that. So we're all kind of involved, but uh, Tristan is the main songwriter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got a great sound for a three-piece. It sounds sounds massive. So um, Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So um, Bird on a Chain, where did you record that? You uh, recorded with Michael Padge, or sorry, his nickname's Padge, but Michael Padgett? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, what it is, he's our manager as well, so he, he looks after us, you know, dealing with all band politics kind kind of things but yeah. uh obviously he's, he's in a band himself so he's he's got like a home studio set up and while we were writing for the for the album i think we we must have wrote about maybe 20 songs if not more and um 
So we decided, you know, which could could be, a, uh, you know, just a standalone single, what's going to go on the album, and then obviously B-sides. So we recorded with Padge, we did, just, just in his home studio. Yep. Yeah, cool. And uh, it was mixed by Ramesh, forgive me if I mispronounce his surname, uh, I might let you do it, go Ramesh. On, I'll, go. <laughs> I'll go over there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Glad you did it, not me. <laughs> Sounds stupid with my Australian accent. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Um, we, we worked with Ramesh before. He's done our first EP. Oh, yeah. So so he like pretty much kicked things off for us as well. Cool. Um, we done we done a four-track EP with him, I think it was in... Oh, it might have been 2012, but it might have been later. I'm not quite sure now off the top of my head. Yep. So, so yeah, at, at the time, um, you know, he, he was like, you know, um, established. He was an established producer anyway. But since the first EP, uh, he's gone on to like work with Bring Me The Horizon. And uh, so he's Grammy nominated. Mm-hmm. So he's come a long way as well since we first met with him. Cool. Wow. And, um, we we knew like he's he's really good, so we had him do the single, <clears throat> and then it just so happened then that we won a, a momentum fund. Uh, there's there's uh, an organisation. I'm I don't know if it's worldwide or if it's just like UK or or Europe or whatever, but uh, we won a grant from them to do the album. So so we we went on to record the album with him as well then. Oh, nice! And is is that um, that album's to be released? Isn't it? Um, I think you finished. Rec- yeah, yeah, that's to be released. Um, so we went in in December. Yep. End of December. Oh, sorry, start of December, and uh, we had about ten days in it to do ten tracks. Mm-hmm. And um, so we just finished it. Now Tristan went back down couple of weeks ago just to put some finishing touches on it you know like some extra vocal lines or change some bits you know on the like guitars and saws or whatever yep so it's it's not it's not done yet i think it needs another mix now with all the new parts um and it should i hopefully it'll be out at the end of the year okay but it's quite hard to say it's quite hard to say with like what's going on with covid and just that situation you know yeah, so is um is Bird on a Chain going to be off this album? No, we we've decided to keep that just as a standalone. Yeah. And uh or the rest of the album and is is pretty much new songs. We we've got two songs that are really old that we thought we'd bring back to life. Cool. But but the rest then is is all new songs. Nice. And um the lyric video for Bird on a Chain is really cool too. I was watching that today, sort of going through a few of your YouTube videos and uh, I thought that was probably one of the the coolest lyric videos that I've seen for sure. Yeah, yeah. We we were always wary about like, well, in all fairness, a lot of our music videos have been done on a really low budget. Yep. So uh, we thought now as, as we progress and we need to like step up our game and uh, – we decided to go with a lyric video, but we we find like a lot of lyric videos are quite not poor, but just just bland, I suppose. Yeah. So we thought, you know, we we pay a bit extra to get to get a, a really nice one, you know, especially yep. because the the single is a standalone, and we, we knew we weren't going to release anything for a while after that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we put a 
put a bit of money behind that one so we could get a nice a nice good one you know with, that we could show off yeah it's really cool I, I really uh really liked it and you know there are good lyric videos floating around these days it's it's but yeah there are some pretty bland ones as you said you can tell when yeah, someone puts a bit more effort yeah it's quite hard to get a good lyric video i find because mm. it's it's all done on a computer kind of thing you know yeah is you can't really go out and get shots and it's just one of those things i think so um so you guys are a three-piece you've got tristan thomas on vocals and guitar uh jordan evans yourself on bass and Perry Davies on drums, three-piece. Um, so you were saying you guys have been together for about 10 years. Has it always been you three? Yeah, it's always been us three. We uh, we were in school together. Ah, the, right. The, the boys are, were in the same school year, and I'm two years above them in, in school. Right. So, well, and, and those, Perry and Tristan, they, they were in uh, nursery together. They, they literally, like, live in the same village five five minutes away mm-hmm. so they they went to their local school um they you know their their primary school or kindergarten i'm not sure what, oh, what wow. it is in australia yep yep so so um and then i i only live like 10 minutes away but i went to a different local school and then at age 11 then we go to high school and that's that's where we met then but it wasn't until towards the end of high school that is where like the three of us you know uh, became a band mm-hmm. uh what it was uh perry's family are like a, <clears throat> a lot of musicians they're in their own bands themselves like his father and his mother's a singer so perry's been playing drums since he was in a nappy as well <laughs> uh so they've always been in like cover bands, you know, going around pubs and just just playing any, any covers, you know, for cash and just just a good good night out. And um, one day, Perry came up to me in school and said, "Oh, do you do you want to start a cover band?" So obviously, I, I knew like he's been in a lot of bands. I was like, yeah, great, let's let's do it. So me and Perry and uh, two other boys were were in a band just playing covers before, like playing Arctic Monkeys songs and the Killers, Foo Fighters. And uh, Tristan was in his own cover band as well. Um, and one day we were down our local social club, mm-hmm. and it was like kind of like a bandiokey where like anyone could go up and play the drums and just form a band and play one song, you know, and, and swap in. And we said, "Oh, let's you know us three, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll get up and do a song." Yeah. So uh, we played "All My Life" by the Foo Fighters. Oh, nice. And I don't know what it was. Once we played that song, us three together. Yeah. I just like we all thought, oh, this you know this is great. Like we got some some energy going on there. Because um, I I think in like our other bands, it was that energy wasn't there. Mm, interesting. But, but with with the three of us, we would just kind of like let loose and, and we would head bang and just you know just walk around on. Well, it wasn't a stage at that point. It was just the floor. Yeah, but but we just pretended we were playing Millennium Stadium, you know, <laughs> and uh, just from it after that one song, the boys pulled me aside and they said like, should should us three do something? And we're like, yeah, come on, we might as well because that was you know that was great. Like, wow, there so you go. that was that was the start of Florence Black, and yeah, cool. So um, playing in cover bands around there at that time was that 
pretty common, was it? Like most bands were cover bands, or is that just a bit of coincidence? Yeah. Uh, it was just the scene we were part of, really. Like I said, with Perry's father, he's in a lot of cover bands. Right. So we just kind of followed in the footsteps. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we knew at one point we wanted to be our our own band. So it, so we started writing our own songs, but we instead of like playing original gigs, we would still do the cover gigs in pubs and clubs, and just like slip in our 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 own songs. Yep. Yep. So we so we like we made a transition into being a, an original band. I think it was it was about two years down the line. We said right, no more pubs now. Because like some of the people in there, they weren't there for the music. They were just there for for the for the pints, you know. And yeah, sometimes it was a disaster. But uh, it was it was great fun, you know. Once we went to an, an original band, then you know we would play like travel to London, play in front of like two people, yeah, and then travel to <laughs> Manchester, play in front of like one person, <laughs> and uh, we just kept going and going. And one person turned into ten, and ten turned into fifty. And now we we just we're just riding the wave now, trying to go as far as we can. Awesome. So was was Tristan writing songs um, while he was in his cover bands, or did he just start writing songs once you once you three got together? Uh, it was once us three got together because right. I'd say the first couple of songs we we had a, a lot more input together. Yeah, because we didn't really know what we were doing. We didn't know how to write songs or whatever. We we just we were just doing what what we came up with, like. But um, I think after a while, because Tristan is like, he is a pretty good guitarist. He he knows what he wants out of a riff. He 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 nailed down, you know, the the sound, and especially because he's the singer as well. Like it it, it is about him kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So he, he he took the reins in the end. Yeah, right, and. Um some of the covers you were playing back in the day, do you still play some of those in your live set anytime or you just break out the odd uh, one for a bit of fun? No, we haven't, we haven't in a while, but um, we done a Spanish tour about two or three years ago. Yeah. And they, they want, they wanted um, two, two 45 minute sets. Right. So we'd go on our 45 minutes, have a break. And we were thinking like, we haven't really got enough songs to, uh, to do this so we actually chucked in a couple of covers that we used to do and for the spanish tour but but no you wouldn't it's uh you wouldn't normally see us play you know that many covers like you got too many good original songs now to fill up a set <laughs> yeah yeah it's all about us now <laughs> yeah so um <laughs> uh you guys released your first ep called florence black EP uh, back in <clears throat> March of 2016. So that's uh, what's that? Five years ago. Was that your first your first release, or did you release any singles before that? Well, yeah, we released um, uh, an EP called The Big Red, and this is this is what I meant. Whereas we wrote songs together, we it, it was just like a Frankenstein of all our different riffs, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, but we've we've never really put that online. Because we just think it's it's not really good enough to like show. Obviously, we were, we were like they, they were literally our first songs ever, so they're quite bad. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> but like we we made, we had CDs made of them, and there's still some floating around with like the some of the fans who 
who've seen us like literally from day one. So I th- I think like hopefully one day if, if we become massive, <laughs> you know they'll they'll be a collector's item, you know, and they, they'll make a lot of money. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the our first proper release, you know, I'd say official release was uh, the Florence Black EP. Yep. I didn't realize it was 2016. I thought it was I thought it was earlier than that. That's what so it- yeah. I think that's what it said on uh, Spot- no, that, Spotify. No, that is right. I, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm wrong. I, it is right, 2016, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. That's, that's the one with Ramesh. Ramesh recorded that one. Ah, okay. And that had the singles yeah. Ghost and Fiesta. Um, also, a couple of cool videos for those songs as well. Yeah. Uh, so Ghost uh, is just like, is a song about partying <laughs> kind of thing. Um you know that that nightlife taking over your soul, <laughs> and um, Fiesta is is well is a story about when the boys got pulled by the police in their car. Right. Uh, fortunately, I wasn't I wasn't in the car at the time, so I didn't have to go through that. Well, but um, I'm not sure if it's a story that's meant for a podcast. But all I <laughs> all I know is like the boys had a had a close shame with the with the police i think and tristan just wanted to write a song about it yep sounds good, good material <laughs> might as well <laughs> yeah yeah and uh you released ep number two or ep2 uh in 2017 featuring smoke and the one um that's right i wanted to ask you where did you shoot the video for the one it was out in like a beautiful looking forest or woods area. Is that in Wales? Yeah, it's it's, it's literally up the road from us. Um, ah. It's a place called Pondstick. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like a, I'm not sure if it's like a nature reserve, but, uh, you know, it's got a big reservoir and, and like a lot of forestry because we're from, we're from the valleys. Like it's, it's full of hills and uh, forests. It's, it's a quite uh, out the way kind of place we're, we're not in like a city or a big town okay mirth is only a small town you know so there's yeah there's a lot of like great scenery around around wales yeah so we just thought you know why not use it for a music video like absolutely absolutely no it looked great that's uh looks really nice out there too so it was good to be able to see a bit of the bit of the area and um uh in 2018 you released the final ep um, which had a cover of Bread Fan, um, which I first heard on Metallica's Garage Inc., obviously. Um, yeah. That was one of my favourite albums back in the day, and um, it was obviously origin- originally written by Budgie in 1973. Um, why did you pick Bread Fan, or who picked Bread Fan? <clears throat> uh, well, this is a good question, actually, because Tristan used to play with the drummer Ray Phillips, Mm-hmm. of of budgie oh really um yeah yeah so like the original writers you know that was one of his covers bands oh. he was in he was in the a band with uh with ray because ray just just lives over over the next valley to us wow so uh yeah just just some new loads of budgie songs from that and, and we just thought you know it's a great song metallica have covered it as well so a lot of people know it from that if they don't know we're from Budgie. Um, and we thought, you know, we'd, we'd have a go of our version as well. Cool. Yeah, it came out really, really cool. Like uh, a friend of mine, 
or we grew up, grew up playing guitar together and uh, he, he doesn't really play anymore. But, um, yeah, so I, I also sent him the cover of Brad Fan and he loved it So because it's pretty – Pretty ballsy song to cover, I've got to say. Yes, yeah. <laughs> not just not just a song any any old band could cover. So uh, it came out great. Yeah, thank you. And um, you had a couple of singles in 2019, uh, No Way Out and Pierpoint, Pierpoint. Yeah, 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 that's the one, Pierpoint. Yeah, and of course, Bird on a Chain in 2020. So um, next release. Obviously, you said maybe the album later in the year. Do you reckon you'll release any singles before then off the album? Yeah, I think the plan is at the minute, and the plan's always changing, but the plan is at the minute uh, to release two singles before before the album. So yep. we're, we're going to do the music videos at the end of April. Mm-hmm. So... Hopefully April, May, maybe by like June or July. I'm not sure if we got a date yet. Okay. But I think there'll be a new song coming pretty soon. Once once we get these music videos done and it's once it's ready, I think we're gonna gonna release it as soon as it's ready, pretty much. Yeah, cool. Looking forward to it. So you guys have got your influence listed sorry, influences listed as Black Sabbath, Tool, The Beatles, and Metallica. Without reading that, I can sort of hear a whole bunch of influences. Is that pretty much the, obviously, the main four that you've listed? Um, is that like a collective of all three of you, you, you all into those sort of bands, each member? Yeah. Um, like, we're good friends, like, as well as, as being in the band. We, you know, we're best friends. So we always listen to the same music anyway because we're always together kind of thing. We're always showing, oh, have you this, have you that song? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's that I'd say that's like a collective thing. We we all like the same music, to to be fair. Yeah, and cool. and we we try to listen to a, a a wide range of music as well. Like obviously they are our influences, mm-hmm. but like me and the boys, we listen we listen to like dance music in the car, yeah. or we might put like <laughs> Ava on, and literally anything. We, we we just love music at this point. You know, we've been doing it for so long that that we we try and take and learn from from all types of music, all genres, you know. Yeah, there's so much good music out there, isn't there, really? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I love ABBA too. I just absolutely love them. I reckon they're yeah, brilliant. Genius. Yeah, genius. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, yeah. You, and there's, I think there was, um, I think there's been albums of rock bands that have covered ABBA's songs, isn't there? Or like even heavy metal albums and they, even, yeah. those songs translate really well into metal songs, which is crazy. But, uh yeah, no, that was absolutely brilliant. I remember growing up watching their videos. You know, my dad was into all that stuff, and uh, yeah, the, the yeah. videos were pretty funny, but uh, the music was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you've got the uh, Thunderbird bass behind you. I was going to ask you about that. Uh, is yeah, that an Epiphone or a- it's uh, Gibson? Gibson. It's- yeah. Who, who's the influence? Where did you? I'm thinking Nikki Six off the top of my head. I'm sure there's more bass players that probably use a Thunderbird. Um, did you get um, it, or you just like the feel of it? I think, uh, to be honest, it was from Chris Novoselic from uh, uh, Nirvana. Yeah, yeah, yep. Because I, I think Nirvana was a big influence on me, you know, yep. growing up, and um, the boys, the, the boys actually asked me to play bass for the band. 
because in my new Perry's cover band, I was on like rhythm guitar and, and doing some vocals. But it, but I let Tristan do that because he, you know he's he was the guitarist. Yeah. So yeah, I, I thought I'll pick up a bass, and I just I I didn't really like look at the bass and think, oh, that's that's Nirvana's bassist. I think it was just something in the back of my head, like that's the bass I want, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but did he so have a? I, um, I, sorry, yeah. So I sorry, yeah, I did have the Epiphone version first. So you know, I played wrong with that, and I think it just stuck. I just love that shape. I just think it looks so cool. Yeah, you know, it sounds massive. So I just, I just went for that in the end, you know. Yeah, well, it suits you. Um, it doesn't just suit anyone. I remember playing a, a guitar like that sort of shape, and it looked stupid and it didn't feel right so i put that to the side that's not for me but um <laughs> definitely definitely suits you and yeah definitely suited chris did he have a was it a black one he had i don't remember him playing the sunburst one but I he might have i'm uh, yeah i'm not sure if he had a sunburst one mm. i know he played uh an rd bass as well which is like mm. it's kind of the same but it's it's slightly different yeah. I, I I'm not sure. I I think the the one that comes into my head is when they play uh, Red, and I think it is. Yeah. Um. I think he he might play one with on a. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've got, yeah. I've got a feeling it was black or like a matte black, but I could could be wrong. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, how good of a bass player was he? Like he just he played some amazing <laughs> bass parts. I thought I thought he was pretty underrated, really. Yeah, yeah, he is underrated. I find mm. like there's it like it's like it's not super technical, but mm. the the bass lines you know really add to the songs. I find yeah, you know he's, he's not he's not like slapping the bass doing triplets and sliding up and down everywhere, nah. but but he's just placing the right notes in the right places, and I think that's all you need as a bassist, especially if you have got uh, Kurt Cobain on guitar, <laughs> like you know, let him do all the work. Yeah, I mean Kurt's guitar stuff was pretty simple sometimes i guess uh, which left yeah. a lot of room for chris to to fill up and i thought he did it in a really good way and obviously with Grohl as well you know again they were another awesome three piece that just had a huge sound and um yeah you know much like you guys so um you're uh you play with fingers don't you you don't use a pick no uh, yeah i use a pick it well it's oh. i suppose it depends on what song, but I'd say ninety percent of the songs is a pick. Yep. Especially especially live as well, because I just find it way easier live to, you know, just to, to move around on stage and wherever. It's yep. easy to just get a, a a more consistent song with a pick. Probably suits the uh Thunderbird a bit more too, I think, for some reason. Yeah, it's it's just <laughs> got like the attack the attack of the notes. Yeah. And uh it's just one of those things. But like I said, if obviously when you use your fingers it's like a more round fat sound mm. so with like our slower songs I'll, I'll use my fingers but because most of the songs are like heavy and riffs it's it's a guitar pick yeah yep yep cool uh so how did aside from the success of um bird on a chain how did 2020 treat you guys i know you sort of finished up your album which is a huge well almost finished it which is a huge positive but what about the rest of the year we, did you have lots of cancel shows and tours and stuff like that yeah i we cancelled so much i can't even remember and like it's all been postponed now to next uh, well this year but i don't know if it'll go ahead this year but uh we tried to make do you know yeah we done one we done a couple of those um well they're like you know 
live sessions where we like we record our bits in our houses and record ourselves in our bedroom kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we done like two or three covers for labs to keep busy. But we, we were quite lucky, obviously, because we had the, the album to record. We still managed to do like something really, really good and really important. Yeah. And um, luckily as well, we were on tour in February with those damn pros. Mm-hmm. Uh, an- another local Welsh band. So we didn't do too bad in 2020. You know, it, it could have been better, but it could have been a lot worse as well. So I, I'm, you know, I'm happy with the with the way it went. Yeah, and how is it looking over there, sort of at the moment and going forward? Are you guys, are you still on lockdown over there? Yeah, we we're still locked down. We are. Um, yeah. It's it's starting to look a bit better now. There's, mm-hmm. I think, restrictions are, are easing. But um, I'm I'm not sure what's going to happen with with gigs yet. Obviously, like our shops are not even open yet. Really? So it's like only only supermarkets are open. Um, they literally opened the hairdressers like last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, gym gyms are not open yet. There's a lot of places I think you know I've got to open before gigs can. Mm. But well, to, if I had it my way, I'd just say open it all up and just just let's just crack on like. But uh, obviously, it's it's just I, I I don't know. I'm just I'm just here, you know. I <laughs> it's hard to say, you know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's uh, it's just such a big thing worldwide. I mean, yeah. We're... So what's it like over with you? And well, we, I view Australia is pretty good. Like it's you know opening back up, and you you're quite tight on restrictions wherever. Yeah, like, uh, well, in Melbourne last year, we had a couple of lockdowns. The second one in particular went for, well, felt like months on end. Um, I mean, I was working all the way through, so it wasn't so different for me, I guess. But uh, yeah, you know, all the everything was closed. You know, masks, all this stuff, and um, yeah, at the moment we're we're doing okay, and everything's pretty much open. They pretty much just took off. The mask mandate, which was only in our state here in Victoria, um, the rest of the country's going pretty well. You know, some borders are closing here and there between the states, um, and it's like it's so low now that whenever one case or two cases pop up, um, you know, they freak out, close the borders. Um, so you know, we're we're still in it, and um, we've just. Yeah. Come into autumn, so hopefully we can make it through the winter okay. But you know, I think I think we're going to start taking back or start taking international travellers back in. So that'll be yeah. the biggest test, I think, for us. Um, but yeah, we're doing a lot better than other countries. So- yeah, because obviously we we've just come out of winter now. Mm-hmm. We're like our oh, Christmas is winter, and uh, we were warned about like you know this in the winter it's going to shoot up and. They locked down for Christmas. So hopefully now, yeah, like it's, it's starting to warm up now. It's a nice day today. Um, and obviously summer's coming now. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's, I can't guess. I, nah. To be honest, I don't think, I don't think uh, we'll, we'll be gigging until at least like October. Yeah. But uh, I got my fingers crossed, you know, as soon as possible. Yeah, it's lucky we can still sort of record and release music, isn't it? You know, like. Upload yeah, the songs yeah. onto. Otherwise, we'd be. Um, can't imagine. Like we'd be screwed. Um, yeah. So, have you got a bunch of um, 
dates coming up in May, June, and July. Did I see on your website there you've got some dates coming up if everything goes according to yeah, plan? Yeah, so, so there, are, there are dates in place. I think there's a couple of uh, festivals and one or two gigs uh, that are going ahead so far. Yep. Um, but like I said, there's like the shops are not even open yet. So if yeah. they're going to go ahead, I, I don't know. If it might be like socially distanced, maybe only a few people in. It's It's just... I really don't know what's what's going on at the minute. <laughs> it's hard to imagine a mosh pit anymore, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like, and you know, and and the thought now of everyone sweating it over each other and chucking <laughs> their drinks everywhere, and just, you know, oh man, it's are just, people going to want to do that ever again? <laughs> I don't know. It's just yeah, sweating all over each other, and I mean, you hear someone sneeze now, and people freak out. Well, yeah, that, that's it. Like, yeah, mm, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Maybe we can. Uh, I think they did it in America just just as a trial. They had everyone in like pods at a at a gig or something. Maybe I think it was for a, a video shoot, um, and they put everyone in like pods in the audience. It looked awful. Yeah, I think I seen that. Like bubbles, they like plastic bubbles. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope that's not the future. Oh god. Nah, I I think it will come back. It, it, it's going to mm. have to come back at some point in there, but. Within the next couple of months, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, did you guys support Stone Sour back in 2017? Yeah, we uh, we done two dates with them. We did. Um, our first date was in Paris in the Bataclan. Yeah. But, uh, um, I how did we go about getting that? I remember. We got in touch with Corey Taylor through Twitter. We kept like tweeting him and saying, "No, oh, check out our music." Yeah. And 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 one time we actually go back to us. He's like, "Oh, boys, us, you know, that's great." So we were like, "Oh, thank you," and he followed us. So we were we were able to email him then. Yeah. And uh, you know, we we said to him like, you know, any any shows that you need a band, we we are there. <laughs> and I, I think like months months went down the line and. Uh, one day we just had an email from the management. Oh, the support band for Paris has dropped out of the gig. Are yeah. you able to are you able to make the show? And we were like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So uh so they had us for that. It, it was a one-off, one-off show in Paris. And then I think it was a couple of months down the line, uh the same the same kind of thing happened where a band dropped out on their on their show. Yep. And and they got in touch with us and said, Boys, can you do Switzerland? So uh, we went to Switzerland then and, and, and played with them over there. Wow. Um, nice. So stroke of luck. Nice guys. The the band, Stone Sour. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Great, great boys. Yeah. Uh, they, had, they had a lot of time for us, you know, which is some because obviously sometimes they're traveling around, uh, you know, all the time. And some people, it's not that they don't want to speak to you, it's just, you know they yeah. they're tired and they yeah. they just got they wanted you know to relax before doing a show. Yep. But uh, yeah, they they were all walking around walking around the venue, you know, just having a laugh, having a having a cigarette, going up to the canteen for a drink. So they were you know they were back and forth all the time. So we we managed to speak to them. Yeah. And uh, especially especially in Switzerland as well, that was a good one. We we managed to sit down in the canteen with them and and actually eat with them. So that, that was like something that really special for us well, to, to be able to do that. Yeah. 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 I've been into, um, been into 
Slipknot and Stone Sour for quite a few years now. So uh, I haven't actually seen Slipknot live. Uh, unfortunately, missed them last time, but I've seen Stone Sour uh, a few times now. And yeah, that was just great. I love Corey and um, love the drummer as well. You know, they're just amazing players. Yeah. So really, yeah, yeah. really great drummer. Really great. Yeah, I've seen Slipknot a few times. Um, we we went to download um, just just as you know as punters as as watchers, um, and they, they had like download. I think it was two thousand and nineteen, and that that was like one of the best shows I've ever seen. I think it was, yeah. it was just huge. It's just it's full on, isn't it? Just they <laughs> go yeah. all out. I can't imagine how yeah. exhausting that would be. Yeah. So much energy. Any plans for you guys to tour Australia? Uh, you know when things are okay again. Uh, well, no, no solid plans. It's, yeah. I think it's a bit far for us yet. Just, you know, the logistics to get there is it will put a bit of a hole in our wallet. But um, yeah, as soon as soon as we can get over there, we will. You know, this we we'll take on any, any gig anywhere. It's, it's what we love doing. Yeah. But um, at, at the minute, we're still like conquering the UK and uh, and Europe. Yep. Yeah. yeah lo- lots of places to play over there before you take the the long flight down to here in Australia. Yeah, but, yeah. I um, think so. I'd love to come and see you guys play one day when you make it down. That'd be that'd be great. So. Yeah. Are you celebrating Easter over there in Wales? Um. No. Not really. I. Yeah. I. It's not much of a thing for us. So well. For me, anyway, it's, it's not much of a thing. I think I'll have like a, a big meal with the family, and uh, but it's, it, I know my nan is is really religious, like so she loves to come over. Yeah, so it's, it's nice for her, like. But um, yeah, it's, uh, other than a big meal and uh, maybe a drink or two with the family, I think that's about it. And especially we can't go anywhere now either, as well. Like so, true. Yeah, a bit of yeah. bit of chocolate as well. So a few Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only a little bit though. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, um, FlorenceBlack.uk um, and FlorenceBlackUK on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, you guys got a lot of cool merch, so make sure whoever's listening goes to check out the merch. Um, check out Florence Black on Spotify and iTunes. And um, obviously on YouTube as well, I'll put a bunch of links in the show notes, but it's uh, been lovely to talk to you, Foz. I hope we can do this again at some stage, yeah. maybe when the album comes out. And yeah, um, definitely. hopefully things are opened up by then uh, or well before then for you guys over there. And yeah, hopefully we can get this live music thing going again around the world. And um, yeah, that'd be great to see you again. So best of luck with the new album. Yeah, thank you, Craig. Thank you for coming on the show. It's been great to talk to you. Yeah, and, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Anytime. Make sure uh, whoever's tuning in, go and check out Florence Black and check out the links in the show no- in the show notes. Thanks very much, Foz. We'll talk yeah. to you again soon, mate. Thank you. Thanks, yeah, mate. All the best. Thank you. See ya. Okay. Bye.